0: This episode is brought to you by The Shine Shake. It's 18 grams of clean protein in a delicious, nutritious vanilla latte flavor that you can start your day with to power you through your day and help to heal your body. There's more on my website here in DunstanMD.com. and you can also order your free complimentary sample of The Shine Shake. You just put it in a shaker bottle, add your liquid, shake it and out the door, and you are ready and set for the day. You will love the shine shake. Have you heard about heart rate variability and how that affects your health? Maybe you're concerned about your sympathetic, parasympathetic dominance and how stress is affecting your nervous system and affecting your health detrimentally. And you've heard there are ways that you can use tools to improve this and help your body heal. Today, I'm going to break down for you with my special guest, Dr. Rita Marie Lascalzo, what is HeartMap and how it can benefit you in healing your nervous system and healing your body so that you can have a brilliant minimum. Hey, it's Dr. Kieran. Welcome back to another episode of Her Brilliant Health Radio. This year, it's Her Brilliant Menopause. It's all about becoming a menopause boss. So I've got a series lined up for you of women who are going to help you do just that. Today, my guest is Dr. Rita Marie Lascalzo, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. She's a best-selling author, speaker, and internationally recognized nutrition and women's health authority with over 25 years of clinical experience. She's a licensed doctor of chiropractic with certifications in acupuncture, nutrition, herbal medicine, and heart map. As the founder of the Institute of Nutritional Endocrinology, she specializes in using the wisdom of nature to restore balance to hormones with a special emphasis on thyroid, adrenal, and insulin imbalances. She has trained and certified hundreds of practitioners in the art of using palate-pleasing, Whole, fresh food as medicine. Welcome, Dr. Rita Marie.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm just so excited to um, have a discussion with you and share with your audience whatever it is that we really feel like they can benefit from.
0: Yes, I was just uh, sharing with Dr. Rita Murray that we have been focusing on women's health, of course, but that this next year we're focusing on not only her brilliant health, but her brilliant menopause. And so we're really going to be focusing on telling you what you need to know to have optimum health in menopause. And Dr. Rita Marie can speak on so many different topics from hormones and Chinese medicine and nutrition, but she is has unique uh, certification in heart math, and she's an expert in it. And just to let you know a little bit about heart math, you've heard me talk about parasympathetic-sympathetic balance in the autonomic nervous system, mm-hmm. and that you really, to heal, need to have parasympathetic dominant. And heart math is a discipline that really looks at the balance of these two systems in your body with some unique testing modalities that I love to use in my office that I want to highlight today with Dr. Rita Marie, the heart math. So how, how did you get involved with it first? I just want everyone to hear that.
1: Wow, that was a long time ago, probably 12 or 15 years ago. And I was at a health a seminar you know, with colleagues And one of them introduced it and talked about how it was a great way to help people restore balance and get the stress levels down, get them into parasympathetic. And there was this whole system. And at first it was like this really mysterious thing, like, okay, that's interesting. Gave me a book to read and I'm, okay, I'll read the book someday, right? And then the more it just kept like, I kept thinking about it. And I decided that rather than read the book, I was just going to go get the training Um, because I didn't have time to read a book. (laughs) <laughs> but I had time to go for a training, right? <laughs> so I went out to their headquarters and I signed up for their tra- well, actually I signed up for their training and then I realized they wouldn't let me go to the training until I'd had four sessions with a certified heart math practitioner. So I did that and whoa, my the, the lid was off. you know, it's just like so much shift and so many things that I kept thinking about, not just for my own life because I had little kids at that time, but for, my my practice yeah it was more than 15 it was probably 20 years ago when I first heard of it because when I for when I went out to that class and I came back and started really working with that I had a four-year-old and he's 21 now so that was it 17 years ago was about when I got certified in in heart math and I've been using it ever since in my practice it's awesome. so amazing
0: and so well, for most people I think it's really hard to grasp the importance of this, because this is something they absolutely never, hands down, never, ever, ever hear about at their regular doctor's office. Their friends aren't talking about it. It's not on Dr. Oz. (laughs) So when I start talking about autonomic nervous system balance and heart rate variability and parasympathetic and sympathetic, I may as well be speaking Greek. (laughs) So how do you, if you're going to introduce this to someone you're working with, how do you introduce this and let them know what a gem of a tool it is and how do you introduce this?
1: So I start with, you know, everybody knows the concept of stress and that stress is one of the, the key underpinnings of all of our modern lifestyle diseases. And that when we're under stress, we're in a mode where it's the sympathetic nervous system that takes control. And that the sympathetic nervous system is our fight-flight nervous system. It's the nervous system part that we need to keep safe from danger. And in the olden days, this used to be the part of the nervous system that got activated quite regularly when there were lions and tigers and bears floating around and we had to get away from them. But back in that day, in that time in our you know, evolution, those periods were short, right? Oh, there's a lion, there's a tiger, run up the tree, get out of the way, rely on the resources of the sympathetic nervous system to keep us safe, and then it went away, and then we went back to picking berries and you know being in life, and we had this really nice balance between sympathetic and parasympathetic, and sympathetic is the keep you alive phase, and parasympathetic is the healing. That's when all the rest and digestion, healing and detox all happens. So we need a balance. Fast forward now, modern times, I haven't seen any lions and tigers and bears in my neighborhood recently. Every now and then there's a wild cat or something like that that escapes from the woods. But for the most part, we're not needing to get away from wild animals, but we are being chased by virtual animals 24-7 because we live in this environment where not only are there the stressors of finances and crime and, you know, keeping kids uh, safe and elderly parents who, who need our help. There's just constant stressors, jobs that are like, you know, driving us nuts, but there's, in addition, there's the toxic stress of the environment and what's being spewed out. There's the toxic stress of people being, unnecessarily put on medications rather than helping them to get to the root cause. All these things are stresses and physiologic. And the food supply, we're not picking food off the trees. We're picking stuff out of the grocery store that's been heavily sprayed and preserved. And most people aren't even eating real fresh food. They're eating packaged box stuff. So we have this constant barrage of stress on the system. And we find that most of the time, we can't shut off the sympathetic nervous system. You probably deal with lots and lots of people who can't fall asleep at night because they can't shut it down, right? So I talked to them about heart math being a way that we can shift. We can shift from this sympathetic fight, flight, get out of the way stress mode, even temporarily shift ourselves into rest, digest, soothe, heal. And every moment that we can go there, we're increasing our capacity for healing. And when it comes to menopause, where you started with it, I believe that menopause is not, it's not something that is natural to to have a disease process associated with. It's a natural transition from one phase of life to the other. The hormones shift, they go down, we no longer need to produce babies. It should be a really great time of life if we've you know, gone through and now we're free. We don't have the encumbrances of a monthly cycle. We don't have to worry about uh, pregnancy every time we have sex. I mean, there's so much that's empowering. Yet what happens and supposed to happen at menopause is that the little bit of sex hormones produced by the adrenals throughout the entire life are enough to take over the annoying symptoms that we get from lack of sex hormones, most people have basically spent their wad, right? There's so much stress over the years that there's no capacity left for the adrenals to produce these background menopausal levels. And we go into this, you know, this like complete drastic shift in our hormonal cycle. And if we have heart math before menopause, during menopause, after menopause, ways that we can turn the the whole, the, the whole uh, stress level down that we can go right and take these pause breaks. We can replenish, we can heal, and we can prevent ourselves from having what I call pathological menopause. People say I'm in menopause. No, you're in pathological menopause. True menopause is your periods go away. You feel great. You step into your power as a woman and not as just a giver and a healer and a taking care of others. You get to take care of you. And life begins again. That's
0: right. what it should be. And I love what you said and then just popped in my head. If you pause before menopause, you don't have to pause at menopause. And and I wanna highlight this for everybody listening because what we experience in our culture is exactly that. It's pathologic. And I always say that menopause is the straw that broke the camel's back, meaning most women think that that is the problem that they're having, but usually it's the accrual of these stressors throughout life that ding the cortisol, the stress hormone, and cause it to have a problem. And it's, it's at lower levels that are getting higher, higher, higher. So by the time you hit menopause, it's usually at such a high level that all it takes is a little bit of change, like the right. menopause, where the ovaries stop making those hormones, and then all hell breaks loose, yep. and you know, you can't sleep, you have no energy, you're getting sick, you, you can't yep. cope with this, you're gaining weight, but it wasn't menopause itself, it really was that you had adrenal stress and adrenal insufficiency, and then here comes menopause, and then like you say, if you didn't have all that, the adrenals would kick in and you'd be fine. So I think if you're Mm -hmm. listening, you really want to pay attention to this because if you're in the perimenopause, uh, that period of five or 10 years before menopause, and you can do something about your adrenals and heart math is ideal. And if you're at menopause or postmenopause, you can do something about your cortisol stress now with heart math to improve your menopausal state. So let's get into it. What what are the techniques and tools that you have and that you share with people with heart math? Yeah.
1: So a lot of people think that you have to have some devices and it's all about, you know, this heart this biofeedback and those are great devices to give you feedback. But in reality, all you need is your breath. All you need is your heart and your breath and you can do heart math. And heart math is a technique where we we drop into the breath, we we focus on diaphragmatic breathing rather than the stress breath, right? (laughs) Right? That we're all, everything's tied up here. No, it's diaphragmatic breathing and dropping into your heart and the feeling of appreciation. And everybody can do that and you can choose to do it at every moment. And they have a bunch of different techniques that you can learn to do, but my favorite one to teach people at first is one they call a quick coherence. It's like, and you can start it with a breath. And I like to have people put their hand over their belly and their other hand over their heart. So we're just like that's so your focus on your feeling and your breathing. And let's just take a long, slow, deep breath so you feel your belly expanding. Yes, no ladies, nobody's watching it. So you can let your belly expand. So you take a deep breath and you let it out. And as you breathe, you focus on the out breath because the out breath is what puts you into parasympathetic. The in breath puts you into sympathetic. So I just like to have people elongate the out breath, out breath a little bit more than the in breath. And so as you do that and you feel that, you know, the rising and the falling, then you start to focus on your heart. I mean, and then there's the long version and the short version. Oftentimes have people think about an experience that you've had where you you felt just really good, you felt safe. Safe is a really important word when it comes to doing this technique because when you're feeling safe, there's no need for sympathetic response, right? So you focus on a place or a time, uh, people you were with, whatever it is, where you felt happy, safe, and you can drop into that. And the cool part about our brains and our nervous systems is we can trick it into thinking it's really happening. So I go to the beach, which is why I keep my little screen behind me because I can see my beach all day long whenever I'm on calls like this. I can just go and I I drop into how do I feel when I'm on the beach? I feel amazing when I'm on the beach, right? Where, where is it that you can go where you can feel amazing? And then you just activate all your senses, sight, sound, taste, smell, sensation on your skin and your brain doesn't re- really realize that you're not really there it recreates it and then it recreates the feeling it recreates the hormonal um, environment that you get when you're in that place and suddenly you're transported and suddenly you know you shift from parasympathetic to parasympathetic like that when you learn to do this, first couple of times you may not notice it all that well, you just keep practicing it and you feel it. And you can get equipment that helps you. You can get the little thing that attaches to your ear and to your phone. It's called the inner balance. And they have little equipment that you can attach to your computer and you can watch screens. And when you're in this parasympathetic state, the colors come out. There's all kinds of ways to train yourself. But bottom line is all you need to do this technique is your heart and your breath.
0: Yeah. I love that. That, um, really the breathing, this is something that you can do yourself and I love that you can do it without tools. I love the tools because they do give you some feedback because a lot of people wonder, am I doing it properly? Is this right? Am I breathing deeply enough? Um, and I I saw a wonderful YouTube video of one of the founders of HeartMap last night where he took a lady on stage and she did just exactly what you described, the exercise, and he had her hooked up to a monitor, and you could see that she went into that sign and rhythm of uh, coherence. And talk about coherence, what that means. Yeah. yeah. So the equipment is actually measuring what's
1: called your heart rate variability. And we all think, oh, yeah, I take my pulse. My pulse is 60. That means I beat once every second. In reality, that's not what happens, right? There's a variability between the breaths. So maybe there's a, you know, 0.75 and maybe it's a 1.25. And when we're in a stress state, it's a very erratic variability, You know, it's and if you wait if you mapped it out, it doesn't look neat and coordinated, it looks spiky, it looks kind of how you feel, right? Right? So then when you focus on the breath, you end up making that heart rate variability a nice smooth sine wave. So it goes like this, right? It's it's a relatively um stable uh increase decrease. And When you're in that state where the heart rate variability is nice and smooth, you're in the state that the founders of HeartNet call coherence, which means that your brain is coordinated with your heart, like they're talking to each other, and they're coordinating with your hormone systems, with your immune system, and you're in this state of of, um, optimal healing, actually. And the more you can get your body into that state, the longer periods of time, and the more frequently you can get into that state, the better it is for your overall health. What I love about the heart math technique is I've, I've never, I've always had a hard time meditating. Like, you want me to sit still for an hour, like, and not think of anything, and couldn't do it. But when I learned to do heart math, I could take these short, little two to three minute coherence breaks throughout the day. And I would regularly do them, right? I started out just doing it before each meal. So I digest my food better. And I do it when I first got up in the morning before I went to bed. So I'd have a better sleep and I'd be have a better mood when I first got up. And then it was like, I said a little thing to do it every hour. Um, And then you just naturally start to do it. Right now, when a stressful event happens, my first thing is... (sighs) hey, how can I deal with this situation? The other thing with the coherent state is there's an activation of parts of your brain that actually help you do your high-level thinking. So when you're in that coherent state, you're activating the the prefrontal cortex so you can actually solve problems better. When you're in an incoherent state, a fight-flight mode state, you're activating your hind brain what i call the lizard boat what i call it's called the lizard brain right it's like get out of this right? lizards can only do one of two things they can fight or fight or they can just hang out right but as high level beings we can solve the problems that cause us to go into that stress state when we can access our high level thinking so coherence gives us access to that so i i find myself sometimes like okay say we're on a i'm on a broadcast and there's hundreds of people watching me and suddenly my technology is failing you know something goes wrong if I go into that fight flight mode which is the natural mode we go oh my god what am I going to do what am I going to do I to be able to think of what to do right? right I just want to shut down go away send the people away go to sleep but I can't do that so instead I just drop into this coherence which I can do very quickly because I've practiced it for the last 17 years and I let it go, and then suddenly my brain goes, oh, just hit that button, do this, do that, and you're out of it, right? So because I can access that part of my brain. So that coherent state helps you access your high levels of, of thinking, your high levels of, of immune response, your high levels of hormonal balance. So it's critically important, especially at those transition periods in our lives, that we have access to those other those parts of our body that... Just take care of us.
0: Yes, and and I think it's so important that everybody understands that that um, the heart is talking to the brain. Most of us weren't taught that in medical school. It makes hormones and it talks to the brain more than the brain talks to it. And with the breath, you actually affect uh, your your heart rate variability, and then that changes everything. So. Um, it, it's no longer always top down that the brain does everything. Right. A lot right. Of, it is, of of our body's functioning and our healing is bottom up. And so this is a way that you can really access that that's so simple. <laughs> so simple. Yeah. What are some other tools that you like to use um, besides, is, are there other things besides the breath and the, the ear, little ear indicator, or
1: the bone indicator? Well, you know, it's really, I like to have people think about um, in advance, right, of a situation. Like, practice it when they don't need it. Because the, there's a technique in HeartMet they call freeze frame. It's like when you're in this, like, really stressful state, you to stop, you know, freeze the frame, stop the normal, like, I'm gonna go down this pathway, and then step into that quick coherence technique and access and really sit with the power of, okay, what can I do instead? And then do the breath. So combining it with like, I need an intuition. I need an intuitive hit as to what I should do or how I could act here. So you stop, you go into the state of, you ask a question, and then you go into the state of coherence and just listen. And it's shocking what people come up with then. Sometimes they just see colors or hear sounds. And I always tell people, don't try to interpret it right away because you may not get an answer right away. You may get just color, sound, and all of a sudden, it's going to make sense over the next couple of days. you go, oh, that's how I can handle this situation more effectively. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things I really like. And then they have another technique that's called the um, heart lock-in where you can maintain it. That's the harder one for me because, it, I mean, you have to – not be, you know, having the brain active for 15 minutes or so, but you basically are once you get into that state and you feel it, you do feel it in your body. I mean, it's so amazing how quickly you feel it. And even when I'm doing this and I'm guiding a group, I can watch people's faces and I can just see their face and their body when they've dropped in and dropped into parasympathetic. But so you can then extend that, right? And you can actually, this is a technique I love. Once you get into that state, you can actually. Like push it out into your environment. Like that sounds really wacky, like, oh, who's this new age chick? She's just like, no, no, no. It's real. They measure it on equipment. When I walk into your space, so so you have this energy field that you're vibrating in, and I have the one that I'm vibrating in. And they've actually measured it going out about three feet. If I walk into your space and you are just like stressed out to the max. And I walk in the room and I don't know anything about it. I just know that I my body feels it. If I'm not strong in my state, then your state's going to take mine over like that, like no time at all. And then I'm going to feel all this tension and I'm like, what's going on? Why do I feel this way? Right. We focus intentionally of when we're walking into someone else's space of getting centered, getting into parasympathetic, getting our heart rate. Uh, variability, nice and smooth, getting into coherence, and then just focus on, I'm just going to, you know, share this feeling with the world, and I walk into your space, and you're feeling stressed out, and suddenly, you you have maybe this wave of calmness that comes over you, or this wave of clarity that comes over you, because you're picking up my energy field, my vibration there, because I've deliberately... Enhanced it or made it stronger. So that's one of my favorites because I have seen so many great things. I taught this to one of my clients once, and we're on the phone, and said, "You know, I get up in the morning and I do my breathing, and I'm all feeling great. But then I walk in, you know, making breakfast. I'm all happy. My husband walks in, and boom, my (laughs) energy just like it's like I get hit. And how do I deal with that? So I taught her how to do this. And so the next day, she goes in and she's making breakfast, and she's you know doing her heart math and pushing that feeling out, you know, like thinking about it. I'm just going to push it out and make it strong. He comes in the room and he's there for a little bit. And he turned to her and said, what are you doing to me? <laughs> and she said, what do you mean? What am I doing to you? And he said, I came in here. I was all irritated. I had this meeting coming on and suddenly I had this wave of calmness come over me. And then he was very open. He said, what are you doing? And I want to learn it too. So
0: it's powerful. It is. And one of the things that I really try to help people understand is not only the heart rate variability, parasympathetic, sympathetic balance, but that you have this thing called an energy body and that it does extend past you. And so I love that you're using this to help people affect Others, which is really um, one of the ways that energy healers work is by yes. transmitting their high coherence, high vibration to others. And so you, you can transmit that to others. So that's a, a wonderful example. And you, you specialize in working with women with hormones and menopause and nutrition and all the tools that they can use to help them at this time of life I'd love it if you could share maybe what are some of your your other gems of tools that you like to offer them
1: yeah so uh, I think that diet is like the critical one right hydration <laughs> is like my first thing in diet because people go yeah yeah yeah, I drink water but I can't drink a lot of water all day because like, I don't want to stop working go pee and you know, I don't want to drink water at night because I don't want to wake up in the middle of the night to go pee. And in reality, people are dehydrating their cells. So we have to start good nutrition with proper hydration, clean water, obviously not drinking tap water and, you know, waters that have been contaminated with other people's prescription drugs and who knows what from the the aquifers and all the stuff we're dumping in. So clean water, but really people need to focus on whole foods. And I really focus on a whole foods plant strong diet. Like with lots and lots of organic green leafy vegetables and non-starchy vegetables and things that keep the blood sugar set steady. Because what I find is as women get older and start going into menopause, the years, the decades of imbalanced eating of fast food and grabbing things and things that sort are of causing blood sugar fluctuations up and down, they're suddenly their insulin levels are through the roof, they're insulin resistant and they're not getting the nutrition into the cells that they need to so i focus on a really high green high water content vegetable diet you know with the addition of good whole food plant-based uncooked fats because people don't realize the effects of heating fats and the oxidative byproducts that they get and how that causes inflammation and throws their hormones off and um you know just good high fiber carbohydrate foods and I, I also teach people how to test their blood sugar. And that's one of my favorite things to do, because when they can do that, they get empowered to eat and choose the diet and the, and the lifestyle activities that keep their blood sugar nice and steady. And That's critical going into menopause. Cri- absolutely critical.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I know you have a wonderful recipe book that you share with people. Do you want to talk about that? Because they may want to access that.
1: Yeah, so I have this booklet I put together, and it, I call it the Break Your Fast uh, book. I used to call it the breakfast, but there's so much, and I you know, do a lot of work with intermittent fasting, and people are like, I don't eat breakfast, so I don't want your book. No, it's your Break Your Fast menus, like whatever time you're eating your first meal of the day, what are the components that should be in there? Right, and I have five components and I lay them out. And then we talk about how do you get those components in that meal? So you have this really balanced meal to start your day right from a place where it's going to feed your hormones instead of deplete. So when we start the day with, you know, coffee and juice and bagels and whatnot. We just completely throw oh. the hormones off, right?
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a great resource. And we'll put the link in the show notes and you just radiate beautiful health, your skin, your hair, your demeanor, just, and and the, the passion with which you, you help others. So beyond the obvious tools that a lot of women know, well, I should be exercising and then, and then diet, everybody wants more information on that. And regulating the autonomic nervous system. What are some tools that people might not think of that you have found very useful for you to maintain what I call menopause boss status, where you are vibrant, vivacious, and just living, able to live life at a high level?
1: Yeah, there's two things. One is attitude. You know, one is keeping that positive attitude in spite of how everybody wants to drop you down into, you know, the state of the world and state of the company, no control, and is really having that attitude that I am in control. I am empowered to take care of this vesicle that I've been blessed with to take me through life and keeping that attitude. But the other one, which people are skipping all the time, and when I pull my clients and patients it's the one that is the most neglected. And you're going to laugh when you hear this, but having daily fun. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. I, I do this fun quest, this questionnaire of all the different lifestyle habits and fun is one of them. And I did this at a, at a big event and I had everybody fill it in. And I'm like, okay, I want to get an idea. of, You know, I'm thinking diet and fitness are going to be the ones that they're most fun was the one that was most, they had the lowest score everybody because everybody gets so serious right gotta take care of my my kids gotta take care of my mom gotta take care of my job and who has time for fun so I encourage everybody to do a fun inventory of all the things you find fun take like 10 minutes to write this list and every single day you take at least five minutes to have fun and lose yourself into something five minutes come on Right, even if you go to bed five minutes later, not going to hurt. Right, take five minutes out of whatever reading the newspaper or doing whatever five minutes of fun every day, and it shifts so much because you go into parasympathetic when you're having fun. Right, and maybe not when your fun is a roller coaster ride, but you know, for the most part, when we're just sitting there, some people was just going out and sitting with the plants and you know, smelling the flowers and or walking around the block or. Putting my feet in, for me, I love to just go out and put my feet into water, right? Even if I don't have time to go for a swim, just put my feet into the water or um, reading an inspirational quote or something that you find fun should be in your life every single day, every day, especially if you're a caretaker and you've been taking care of others for your whole life.
0: Yes, I love those attitude and fun and those aren't on most lists of what you need to do to have optimum health. And particularly in menopause, we can get so serious because there are a lot of responsibilities. And I know for me, just going for a walk outside, being around the trees and grass, that's that's so much fun. And I love seeing what animals I can see. I saw some bluebirds this morning and... Um, and, and so that is fun. And I do find that when I ask people, uh, what do you do for fun? And then they'll oftentimes say, I don't even know what is fun anymore. Mm-hmm. So I encourage them to do an activity at the end of each day where they write down what was the most fun part of my day. Nice. And they clue into Oh, and it's because sometimes I think we think that it has to be something over the top. We have to meet friends for lunch, or we have to go someplace special to have fun, but what I find most people find is that it's very simple things that that could be fun.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, we did a whole exercise on this last year. I have a a group that I guide through a, a year of health, and Basically, we started out with, let's talk about fun. And for one month in the Facebook group, they had to post what they were doing for fun. And it was so cool to see what people were doing. Somebody says, look, I knitted a few a few rows on my scarf. And another person was putting together Legos and, you know, just all kinds of really cool, fun things that people were exploring because they were given the option, they were given the permission as an adult to go and do this child's play stuff
0: it's recess yeah what are we gonna do for recess yay Hmm. well thank you so much for for sharing all of this and for sharing your vibrance and your your joy and passion you certainly are a menopause boss and the women listening aspire to that and are doing it and doing the work and i know that you've shared lots of tips Uh, with them that they can start to use today. So I'm going to encourage you, if you're listening, to pick your top three favorite tips that Dr. Rita Murray shared with us today and just decide before you change your activity from listening to this or watching this podcast, what you're going to do with them how you're going to implement them don't just let this information go in one ear and out the other whether it's oh i'm going to pick how i'm going to do so add something fun into my day each day and and kind of commit to that and i'm going to commit to doing the breaths you know first thing in the morning when i wake up and right before bed and maybe some other times And I'm going to download her uh, free Break the Fast recipe book, whatever it is for you. And if it appealed to you and it's in your mind, then that's for you. That's a sign. And just commit and decide how you're going to do it. And because becoming a menopause boss is not thinking about it. It's taking action. Right. And thank you so much for sharing yourself with us today, Dr. Rita Murray. I really appreciate you being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun
0: to do. Any last words that you want to share with everybody?
1: I would say, yeah, um, you know, just the things that most help you with your health are free, right? It's Your breath is free, your heart, your love, your appreciation, and your ability to just do something fun that's already in your environment. We don't have to go spend a lot of money to go to the movies or go to a show to have fun. Um, Yeah, just do it. And, and I'll just share this one. I love this one. I like this game. I call the appreciation game. So the appreciation game is every time you change where you're at, whether you go to the bathroom, go to the kitchen for lunch, go out here, wherever, every time you change places, Find something to appreciate and then just sit in appreciation with that. That is going to change everything in your nervous system.
0: Oh, I love that. The appreciation game. That's number. That's going to be my number one. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> one more question for you. Yeah. So the name of the podcast is for brilliant health and we're switching it up to her brilliant menopause for this year. So what does her brilliant menopause mean to you?
1: To me, Stepping into menopause was stepping into my power as a woman and as a leader, right? No longer feeling I have to be the one that takes care of everybody else in the sense of like dependency kind of taking care of like when you have kids, right? But I can go out there and what is it that I want to make in the world? So to me, menopause, her brilliant menopause is actually tapping into your brilliance. As a person, as a leader, as as whatever it is you want to be, you can be whatever you want to be and it can start to happen.
0: Yes. Amen. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for You're sharing. You're so very welcome. Thank you. So much for much appreciated.